Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wrestle me, Pete. Oh, I just pressed a button on Mark's big studio clock and it just said the letters 72, are not we, a letter, a number. Are we 72. have in the studio a big clock because big what's clock. useful is that people who have booked the studio will then know when they're going over time. Ah. Do you know how ineffectual <laughs> the knowledge that you've gone over time is when you've booked a studio? Right, OK. What do you mean? As in, People the, do not give a fuck. If you don't. book for an hour, they, people are like, I, I did an hour and 15. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I fucking yeah, know. So that rules, that's two hours. Yeah. That's how that works. Let me tell you, I would say 100% of the people who you say that to will argue the toss. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wrestle Me. Uh, we, yeah. we talk about studio bookings and wrestling. That's very much our, our USP. <laughs> yes, I very, but I very much think there would have been a curfew for this event in the uh, Miami Stadium that they've uh, chosen. So yeah. let, let's make this very clear. Respect your landlord. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Listen, <laughs> hey, holy, what a, good, what a good time to come in because we're about to talk about uh, The Undertaker versus Triple H in a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania 28. Yes, that's right, yeah. So, so confident up to that 28. point. Should have just gone with it. Yeah. You can be wrong and then you can correct your mistakes. But the thing is, if you sound like a little Jesse who's yeah. scared of making a thing, then everyone will lose respect for you forever and you can never get it back. And you smell what the rock is cooking. <laughs> we're going to have our dance, baby. Baking. <laughs> if you want to be the man, you've got to beat the man. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Wow. Uh, Sean Michaels is the referee in this. He has a little uh, interview with Matt Stryker. Um, mm. Sean Michaels had a really weird thing I don't quite understand, but his eyes went small yes. like a squirrel. Yes, his, 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 I, I was sort of thinking, I really noticed this time uh, the amblyopia, I think, I think you call it. It's, is it? Uh, it's, I mean, it's lazy eye. Call it lazy eye. But apparently, I, I read up on it, apparently it happened at a certain match. It, 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 it went. Something went bonk, and his eye went bonk, and really? now he's uh, now I think his eyes when off you, a bit. When you hear about that sort of eye being off, that's one thing. But if you look at old photos of them, his eyes have got much smaller. The actual, not the eyeball. <laughs> oh, what the actual skin over the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know he's had that, they had that problem with that the eye, which is mm. slightly sort of slower. But it's almost like. I don't know. It's it's like his eye hole. His uh, eyes are reclaiming the eye, eye flesh around. Eye flesh, yeah. Eye flesh is growing over it's again, <laughs> and so he's got a bit pinpricky. <laughs> like, and nobody talks about. Why are they talking nobody about? Talk, why are they talking why about? Are they, about they, it? Why are they trying to hide? Good, <laughs> <laughs> What's he hiding under there? It makes him look a little bit like a rural idiot. 
I, I, I mean that absolutely with total respect. Because the man who could execute an excellent kick to the chin. Absolutely, but those little eyes make it look a little bit like he's been the victim <laughs> of rural practices <laughs> um, in the build-up to his appearance what, on the earth. That's what I worry about, that bloody uh, that Isla White um, app they're testing out at the moment. <laughs> this is when they all find out... <laughs> I bet that's what it's for. For years. They, they pretend, for they, years. They just needed a reason to test it out on the island. They're continually saying, hi, can we, can we do, uh, can we we do, we, do, we could do a, a, an island blood test? And everyone's just like, what <laughs> no. are you doing? What are you doing? Right. No, why, no. why would you want to do that? Yeah. Get no, off no. the island. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, we've got to find another way in. Okay, just, oh, God, oh, there's a mass pandemic. We need to figure out who's got it, who hasn't got it. And, God, oh, you're all related. <laughs> They've got big hands like pans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind slagging the Isle of Wight Festival off because... Uh, uh, it's not the Isle of Wight Festival, the Isle of Wight. <laughs> you because the, like only the, reason, the only reason why I go to the Isle of Wight is because of the Isle of Wight Festival. Yeah. That's not on uh, this year. Uh, I've been going for nine years in a row. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the Castle of Donaldson, but I'm saying it's the Castle of Donaldson. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's just a, there was a lot of Brexit signs up. Yeah. Lot of lot of flags. Uh, there's a lot of flags. There's a there's a big boast. It's about. like Mansfield. Yeah. I bet if I've, I'll say the same about Mansfield. I'll say the same about Hartlepool. <laughs> <laughs> Very proud nation. Do you know what, Pete? I'll say it about everywhere that isn't a city. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it about anywhere that... Can't, do we have those stats on Patreon? Uh, look, Pete, we're never, ever going to be doing a live show in somewhere that isn't a city. Right. Right. We're, 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 right. We are safe we'll put for that out cities. There. Look, city people are the best people. We all know that. Um, <laughs> things I say that sound like jokes, but genuinely I sort of do believe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets born a city person, really. Really, no, I know, and that's why, that's they're, the why they're the best people. people. Because we they're like, it. I see you, my family. They decide who their family's going to be, <laughs> and that is the family is the city, and the city always welcomes them with open arms. It says you'll be all right, son. I mean, obviously, it doesn't work out for everyone. No, but um, oh, but village people, Pete, <laughs> not the village people. They're very city people. I saw the YM, the, you know, the Indian YMCA in Soho. Yeah. I, that, I sounds know we like, say, that sounds like a big opening for a joke, doesn't it? Well, it is, because uh, if... It's Native American, obviously, but yeah. it, made, it put in my mind the fact that the policeman wouldn't be allowed in, <laughs> the builder wouldn't be allowed in, <laughs> just the Native American guy. There, it used to what there is is the Indian YMCA. Yeah, because you know more for, about London for... The, yeah, because obviously... But they would all be allowed in because you can go in. You can, right. You can get really good Indian food at the Indian YMCA. Right. It's fun to stay there, <laughs> it really is. But I didn't know... It was only because I had to walk to, yeah. towards, towards you. I didn't know the Indian YMCA even existed. And the Indian YMCA. YMCA is one of the best things in London. Right. Honestly, it's great. They do different curries uh, every night, and it's, right. it's cheap. It's really cheap. Yeah. And it's just YMCA. great. But it is like going to India. You step in, and everybody is properly Indian. Right. It's not like it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, yeah, you know, I've been living in London for three days. Everyone is just like, it's like walking into an Indian embassy. It's brilliant. Cool. It's brilliant. Well, what passed? I was like, that's, what's, why is this? You've got to get in there. What's You've going on here? You've got to get in there. Um, it is. <laughs> gone a Wait, long way off. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said the word amblyopia and we just went it off was, on one. Jesus Christ, it was small eyes. Yeah, and, and then the match starts. It's, um, <laughs> it's the end of an era. Now, this is hmm. this is billed as such because it was supposed to be the last time that two guys from the Attitude Era faced off on a major show. Right. Um, it was seen as, you know, I think, I think Undertaker, they are beginning to work out how he's winding down. Pretty much everyone going ahead from this point on, they whenever they talk about the match they have with Undertaker, mm. they begin at WrestleMania. They always 
just sort of say, oh, and they said to me I was going to break the streak. Mm. So they're beginning to have this thing about going who, you know, he's, he's winding down. Yeah. Oh, little did they know. Here we are, a <laughs> decade on and uh, still main eventing WrestleMania. Um <laughs> They, there had been a. Uh, the other thing they're doing, obviously, is is the sort of sense of Shawn Michaels is stepping further away from the business as mm. well now. So this is going to be one of the last times we see him in a high profile role uh, within a WrestleMania. Um, this all changed, of course, when the Saudi shows came along. So we begin to see, um, you know, reunifications and the old stars brought back mm. in a way that they couldn't really have perceived here when they were like the natural thing to do is when these people get old is to allow them to leave gracefully. Mm. <laughs> and oh, obviously. Then a check, you know, appeared and everyone yeah. changed their mind on that. And shaves the head. So this, <laughs> this being an end of an era was the the idea that we are now putting to bed the Attitude Era and the last two great guys from it. And we right, won't, we okay. won't be doing this year after year. Um, two years previous to this at WrestleMania 25, The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels had both lobbied to get Jim Ross to commentate their match. Right. And they had, you know, been, been essentially turned down. This time, um, Vincent Mann gave the go-ahead mm. when Triple H and Undertaker both begged to have Jim Ross doing it. Um, and he, then he did use, he said he did, he did describe a punch as carcinogenic. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and I, I like it when it's strange <laughs> and, and mad. I was like, where's that come from? The, um, the Undertaker was the person who really petitioned for Jim Ross. Yeah. And uh, part of the the way that he swayed Vince McMahon is he said, well, Jim Ross was the voice of the Attitude Era. Right. So it would make sense in your silly thing about this end of an era <laughs> uh, to have him. And so Vince finally complied. Um, what's funny about this is you'd think that this would be, because it involves Triple H, you'd think that this would be made more of, that this mm. would be a big main event sort of spectacle. And actually, it's... It's quite downplayed, oddly, for, yeah. for a, The Undertaker and Triple H. Neither of them have a particularly special magical entrance. Mm. You know, they, they just come out and, and get on with it. It's fucking brilliant, though. Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it's it? a fucking brilliant it's, match. It's so good. And after seeing last year's Undertaker-Triple H match, I was not looking forward to this in the slightest. <laughs> when the Hell in the Cell got its own theme tune as it came down, <laughs> I thought to myself, well, that's going to be the bit I enjoy the most. And now we're going on through a big plod. When I saw uh, a load of people uh, standing around, I mean, the, the crowd, drinking from those horrible blue... Bud Light can bottles. Yeah. They're bottles, yeah. but they're made of metal. Yeah. And I'd rather... It'd be like Robocop's knob. <laughs> I would, I'd rather put my mouth on... It's just tinny. really tinny. Sort of, <laughs> I don't want it. Shut up. It's horrible. Cold. Is it, is it the and my hand's too cold. Beer or the copper. It's shit. <laughs> yes. And I just thought, no. <laughs> this is going to be rubbish. And the signs. Every single sign. Every year, it will say... 18 and 1. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Every year, yeah. 19 and 1. Mm. And this year, all it says is 20, 0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one thinks Triple H has a chance. That said, though, Mark, mm. one of them was LEDs. One of them had made their <laughs> sign out of LEDs. And then three years later, who wins the Nobel Prize? Those three Japanese blokes who invented the blue LED? Really? That created modern televisions they, and everything? They... They deserve it because that sign sounds amazing. <laughs> it's, I bet if you turn that sign in now, they go, you can't have that. You can't, you yes, can't and it's it. got a lithium-ion battery. Yeah, I mean, that could explode. You could do anything with that. Yeah. You could push that in someone's eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crazy thing. But, um, uh, it's it. a bit like when you go to York Hall to see RevPro, they will not let you take in your own bottles of water, even if they're sealed. Because oh, obviously, right? Well, because the amount of problems they've had over the years with people what drinking their own fucking water <laughs> needs to change. I don't want to queue right behind yeah. 50 people so I can get a fucking diet coke 
I want to take in some water. Yeah. There is nowhere on earth that doesn't let you take in sealed water. Oh, they should, oh, they should have a testing thing where you pour a little bit into a little, little vial and Look, they test it that it's not, I don't know, mad, mad fucking if pure I, L- If I'm desperate L- to LED. chuck something at LED. someone at fucking RevPro, I'll go to the bar <laughs> and I'll buy it and I'll chuck that. Yeah. There's no... Anyway, I'll I mean... I'll fill this my is... shoe full of, full of batteries and throw it at them. Exactly. Or I'll just throw a battery at them. Exactly. I'll throw my phone you know, at them. Do you know what I'll do? I'll pretend I'm on some kind of medical equipment. <laughs> Every time they try and check it, I'll go, ah, oh, like that. <laughs> they will not check it. And then well, as soon as I get in, I'll throw it in the fucking ring. Right? And it'll be Triple H's this hammer. Is, this is more something that... As actually, I've been thinking about this for about a year. Re- RevPro, great guys. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Sealed water... You've got to let people take it in. Yeah, but it's the, fucking crazy. But that's it's not it, me paying for it. I don't think I can't get to the bar. I don't think it's a Rev Pro route. It will be a. It will be the landlord because they don't like. Uh, it, they don't like still things because you because you can throw them. Yeah. You know how, but if you undo them, oh, oh, they become super light. They float to the ceiling, <laughs> don't they? You, they won't even undo it and let you take them in. They just put them in a big bin. I mean, it's mental. What happens to that bin? Probably sell it. Exactly. That, that gold. There's literally a news agent next door to York Hall. And let me tell you, when I've been in there, it's overstuffed. It's overstuffed. I with, swear with to God. With disparate bottles. Totally different. There's ones. a Vitel. Totally some, different. Some different. All I'm going to say is, after the lockdown, you know, things are going to be different. Things are going to be different. <laughs> yeah. And, and what would be a good idea is that RevPro say there's a lot of things we obviously need to work out yep. as we go ahead. The, Number one on that list is regarding the policy of York Hall and sealed water. I will bring in four bottles of uh, 1993's finest Dasani <laughs> call the bottle water. Yeah, the ones that came from Peckham, good. Yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah. Look, I, I just, this is an important thing for me. We've, we've obviously, we, we, we do quite a lot of wrestling on Patreon. Yes. It was very important to me that this rant was on the free-to-air one <laughs> because I think it needs to be heard by a lot of people. Um, <laughs> so here we are talking about the best match. Don't listen to me, it's always vodka. In WrestleMania it's always vodka, he's got a problem. It's vodka and I try and light it and I chuck it at wrestlers. <laughs> That I do and don't like. <laughs> I spend my whole time arguing with He's the doorstop. He's got an oily rag. He's got an oily petrol socks. He's always wearing a neckerchief like I, David Essex. I'm constantly just... I'm running up. I'm trying to push past them. When they, when, they, when they try and stop me getting in, I go, don't fucking touch me, man. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> What's the accent? It's one I do so that they will never be able to ascertain my true identity. While I'm doing... That I will also then behind my own hand begin going, He's got a point, <laughs> got a really good point. Leave him alone and let him go in with his petrol or water. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, <laughs> this is <laughs> a good match beyond belief. How good this uh. is! Um, uh, the Hell in the Cell always promised so much because of the King in the Ring 98 when Mick Foley was thrown off the top of it. Mm-hmm. And whenever they had King of the uh, Hell in the Cell matches, there was always the sense that the audience wanted far more than could be delivered mm. because they were like, do you not be great now? Throw him off the fucking top <laughs> a mile out of the stadium. They're always there. Just bring it down right over his fucking head and have his head come off and roll away. <laughs> and WWE had spent a long time trying to re-educate people to go that Hell in the Cell is going to be brutal but it's not going to be stunts and, and craziness. And by this point, it's not been used so much over the last few years. There's a pay-per-view that runs Hell in the Cell. But when they get sort of people of Triple H and Undertaker's stature in there, mm. 
they have a properly brutal match. Mm. And it's a really exciting thing to see. Triple H really, really goes in for it. Undertaker with his shaved head now, which is the sort of first mm. indication that he's getting old. There's something about his existing look, his hair, which clearly doesn't cut the mustard anymore. <laughs> no. So he's and had to go and his, and his breast, back to basics. And his, and his uh, pectoral muscles are making a break for it. The arm, mate. Making a break for the armpit. Aren't they? But he can <clears> still <throat> go in Fucking this. go. There is, uh, you know... The problem with this for me is you, when you're no longer classic Undertaker, you've become, I mean, not, not to the Coke analogy, but you've become new Undertaker. <laughs> and new Undertaker is a guy who takes part in spectacles that this, this is the start of the diminishing returns. Mm. And so when I see him come out in this one, this really seems to me the last Undertaker match that I've seen where I don't go, oh, the cracks are starting to show. Right, yeah, yeah. And this feels like in, the, in that way... It really is the end of an era. It's the last time he did a match where you didn't go, oh, is he getting a bit old now? Mm. You know, this was astonishing. And the physicality of this was very much at odds of everything we've seen in the last few years during the sort of PG era. Yeah. You know, really thumpy and really sort of, you know, knockabout. Undertaker's looking this. He comes out in that big coat that's a sort of... Again, he's, he, he reinvents himself every WrestleMania now. Yeah. He's no longer ever coming out and going, oh, that's the Undertaker we know and love. In this, he looks a bit like... He's got that big sort of like duffel coat, leather jacket <laughs> it's, thing. It's like he's added bits of it, of previous costumes it to is. it. It looks a bit like there's some luggage in there and, <laughs> you know, a dressing gown that he Bottle loves. Of water. And, <laughs> <laughs> could be petrol. Um, but he also is facing this because he's got the sort of eye makeup and, and the sort of shaved head mohawk. He suddenly looks like a lot of old British wrestlers. And he's got mm. that look of like a British wrestler who now runs a really rough pub in Kent mm. who is coming out and he's a former squaddy and he's doing, you know, this one big match for a payday. Mm. And there's something about it that always puts me in the mind of Shane Meadows when I see him do this. <laughs> I'm always like, he's always going a little bit beyond what he should do and it always looks a little bit scrubby. I don't know what it is. It's just a, a thing. There's... Uh, it's just he, the match itself is phenomenal. You it's, know? it's perfect, and it's sort of like because uh, it, it starts so weirdly. Because Triple H, I, I think, starting to relook his age as well. Certainly, physically, um, facially, yeah. he's putting a bit of weight in his face, so he looks a bit he looks a bit doy. But like, so for me, seeing him on this journey from being a, like a preppy kind of fresh faced guy into, yeah. into being this 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 this, this grizzled dude, vet. grizzled veteran a sort uh, of like light version of Greg Valentine <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but at least one of them had a hammer did the other one have a hammer <laughs> they both they had, had a hammer yeah. did he use it properly uh, no he, he never actually had a physical hammer right he only called himself the hammer although right. he never saw the hammer maybe he'd left it under the ring all that time <laughs> Triple H, H, H like, found it one day when I'm older I'm going to get that <laughs> gonna fucking use, hammer finally um, it starts <laughs> in a rather undignified manner because he, he comes to we're around about the time of um, season one of Game of Thrones I noted right does yeah. Triple H lean into that kind of like Night King kind of bollocks he does yeah. right does he, he okay he begins uh, a, a, a long period of as the King of Kings right, and as yeah. soon as you start doing Kings and he's sitting mm. in a throne yeah, and it's very yeah, yeah, yeah. furry thinking, yeah it just <laughs> yeah I just, thought, I just thought right that looked a bit stone too, thrones because obviously back then Game of Thrones wasn't that uh, big. It was the first season. It was yeah. the bastard uh, uh, era, obviously, yeah. of Game of Thrones. But like, 
and, and it will obviously go on to be massive. So I just thought that's perfect for Triple H. He'll yeah. no doubt lean that. Yeah, it, it tied in with their sort of. I think his his real thing was Conan the Barbarian. That mm, was a sort of okay, you know yeah. that I am this strong king. Mm. But yeah, Game of Thrones comes along and they nick that whole wholesale. And then, wholesale. And, and Shawn, Shawn Michaels going out. <laughs> the most undignified dance. Yeah. From what's he what's he up to there? He's sort of half doing sexy boy, but he's like, but the dignity of being a WWF referee means it's I can't so fully weird. commit to it. So I'll just like, skip about. He's, <laughs> you know? he's like a little boy at a wedding. <laughs> it's strange, isn't it? But he does lend so much to this uh, to this because he's pleading with Taker to take yeah. to, 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 to go and and Don't he's doing. Stop it! Do not stop do it! Not stop! And 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 he's doing all the facials and he's like and he's the crowd in the in the in the ring and yeah. he's oh man it's. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Good. There's, there's some funny stuff in this where you sort of go, they've obviously made the decision to say to them, we're going to mic up the ring. So we're going yes. to hear what you say. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you, you deliver your lines and oh, you tell and the, the story. Oh, and the cameras are on it and, and it's just, the cameras are on it. Every time that a line needs to be delivered, we, we, the camera's there. Yeah. What's, what's brilliant about this, and again, that storytelling thing, is you have all the signs that say 20-0 and yet for, I'd say, ooh, two-thirds of this sort of second part of this match, mm. the crowd are 
absolutely sure that Triple H is going to win. And it's just a really well... I've talked about this before, about the era of everybody kicking out of finishes and these constant false finishes, but it gets such a big reaction here at a time when it doesn't happen very often that it's just fantastic. You have Triple H in in the... sort of last bit, he gets his sledgehammer. And at that moment, the crowd begin to get concerned because Triple H obviously lost last year. Yeah. And how he lost last year was in the Hell's Gate and he reaches for his sledgehammer and he wants to use it to get out of it, but he drops it and, t- and taps out. Yeah. So wrestling loves its echoes. Mm. And so he gets in the Hell's Gate again, he's got the sledgehammer and it just you know it's going to play out differently. Mm. And people are beginning to go, oh, well, if it plays out differently, he's going to win. There they constantly get two counts that absolutely wreck the crowd. (laughs) They cannot believe it. They cannot believe it. (laughs) And as it gets more convoluted with Shawn Michaels becoming involved and sledgehammers going from here to there, there is the sense of the audience of going, like we've talked about in the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, there's a sense of them going, oh, right, okay, so this is how it ends without Undertaker looking. No! No, no, yeah, oh, they, Undertaker's going to win. No, he didn't. Oh, right, okay. So this is how it's going to end. I mean, the, the, no, the, the, just cut, like Taker's back is just destroyed with chair shots. Like it's so bruised up, bright red, so bright red. Up. Yeah, um, and and like and the what? To be fair to Triple H, I hate his hammer, but the one time. I've seen him looking like he's about to smash Taker's yes. head in, like a fucking watermelon. He would have killed him. Immediately killed him. Like. I kind of wanted him to just smash Taker's <laughs> head into a million, just stove it in. Because he had it, he had it all his butt. <laughs> One guy in row three. Boring. <laughs> he had it over his head like you would actually swing. Yeah. I've never, you rarely see him use it like he's like supposed to use it. Yeah. He absolutely just bash his head in. Yeah. I wanted him to do it. There was a part of me, there was a deep seated, weird part of me that wanted Undertaker's head to be splattered. He's a dead man already. He's a dead it's not going to be a crime. <laughs> the worst crime you get is interfering with a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> For something you've already done with Katie Vick in 2002 and you could have scot free. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 I mean, there was a funny bit with that where I was like, well, Undertaker is supernatural anyway, so yeah, smash yeah. his fucking head in. Does it make a difference? <laughs> do it, do it. It'll get off again. But there's a bit where the, the Triple H early on does a face buster, which mm. is where you grab their face on your knee and you sort of jump mm. into it. And the Undertaker just sits up and the commentary goes, face buster by the game didn't affect the Undertaker. Why not? Why? Right? <laughs> if that specific move yeah. doesn't affect him... Right, then what move does? No, oh, exactly. Exactly. face buster doesn't work yeah. for the Undertaker. Why is that? I don't know. Just doesn't. But like that, smash his <laughs> fucking cave his head in. Cave it how, in. How does, how does Triple H? I would, it, honestly, the th- it would stop me wrestling. I'd be in the middle of the wrestling match. I'd be like, oh. which side of the ring did I put the hammer? Because <laughs> there's fo- it's one in four chance and I've forgotten. Oh, absolutely. I've fucking forgotten. Imagine that. There, there have been wrestling matches over the years, certainly, where people look for things under the ring and they're not there. And they're not- I mean, and you, I, I seem to remember Hardcore Holly. I can picture him looking frantically <laughs> around, things like that, you know. There's just nothing just happens, it's just you know? an old football. Nothing. It's just out. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> the, um, uh, a bag of Mr. Perfect shit. The bit with, with the sledgehammer where he holds it up, Shawn Michaels stops it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the first bit where Shawn Michaels begins to get sort of involved. Mm. And again, there's always that sense of, oh, okay, so he's doing this. But all that's doing is it's setting up the fact that he's going to screw The Undertaker later. Yeah. Because it's playing into this longer angle of The Undertaker beat him and then retired him. Yeah. So of course he's going to want to be out for revenge and he's got his best mate there. And they do really well to not go for that obvious mm. thing. It would have been terrible if the streak was ended here. Yeah. You know, although I think on the night, the crowd would have 
been absolutely, you know, this is great and everything, and it wouldn't have seemed like as big a deal, mm. you know, but... It seemed like if there was a night to end it, of everything that we watched so far, this wouldn't have been a bad one because it was such a good <laughs> it was match. Really, really, really good the, match. The crowd are chanting, "This is awesome!" That everyone's getting kickouts at the mm. last minute or two, and the crowd are sort of beginning to just—they don't care who wins; they're just loving this match so much. Oh, like like I thought when the, you know you get pulled in, you know, resting a little bit, and, and, and mm. the real referee of the, a real referee, not the heartbreak kid, yeah. runs in, in and he unlocks the door, and then you, I think, because the real referee's in. Yeah, the sh- like the shoulders are going to go down. It's going to be a cap- but the shoulder comes up and you're like, oh my fucking Christ! And it just goes up yeah. and up and up. And everyone's saying goodbye to their childhoods and everyone's just going, fucking no, God, no. <laughs> There's a bit where the Undertaker finally, after all of this stuff, and I think you've you've had a choke slam that Triple H kicks out on that two count, and that two count is unbelievable. Yeah, it's <laughs> the Undertaker then choke slams the referee who's called Charles Robinson, mm. um, and he choke slams him and. It's the one bit in the match that doesn't go to plan because Charles Robinson is tiny and for some reason he doesn't quite jump with the choke slam and it makes it look like Undertaker's had real difficulty in choke slamming a man. tiny man. <laughs> Just really sort of, he takes you out of a bit. You're like, oh, that's okay. So everyone's working together. I forgot. I remember again now. Um, but then they have this tombstone bit and Shawn Michaels, uh, he ends up super kicking the Undertaker mm. and Undertaker kicks out and no one is sure what's going to happen next, but Undertaker finally gets Triple H in a tombstone. And uh, no, sorry, Triple H hits him with a pedigree. Mm. And Undertaker, you know, because there's been the super kick and all the kickouts, that that's how it was done. It was done in a big schmurr. And then Undertaker is obviously losing mm. and he can't, you know, oh, but he was still the better man. But no, he still kicks out <laughs> and it still goes. And every time there's a kick out, the audience just get bigger and bigger. There's a <laughs> shot of the crowd. And it's when one of the kickouts happens, and the crowd are just like knocked back. They're just up, all up as one. <laughs> Fuck! You Everyone's know? forgotten about their signs. They're like, oh, God, oh, I don't even care. It was thrilling. And it's, it's a good storytelling match, this, you mm. know, with all of those threads coming together, and it ends with the right decision. And, you know, Michael's having to, to count down uh, his, his best friend. Uh, in, in in the match against the man who retired him mm. and he looks sort of heartbroken and <laughs> upset and it was just you know you forget about matches like this that are that good mm. and you tend to get into a lazy sort of mindset a lot of the time as a wrestling fan where your Triple H matches are over long there's not actually been a decent Hell in the Cell match I think in it's since 97 <laughs> but then you watch something like this and you go fuck me that is what wrestling's about yeah. that is so much fun so much better than last year's as well which I really really wasn't expecting i i i often think like you know you, you when you get a gimmick match it can be less good than uh, the, the the pure version if you like and i thought the introduction of the hell in the cell would actually make this a little bit more boring than last year mm. and i love the fact that the, the hell the cell didn't really play into it no. beyond the fact that it just kept them in there to do their thing and be really brutal mm. and it sort of announced ahead of the time it sort of went this is going to be hard hitting and it just worked perfectly. I thought it was absolutely knockout. Undertaker probably just asked for hell in the cell so he didn't have to do that leap over the top. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I keep nearly killing myself. Yeah. I'm, uh, th- there's one way. Just keep me in. <laughs> I'm, I'm my own worst enemy. <laughs> I'm my own worst as soon As soon as I'm out there, it's just, you know, <laughs> Doctor Theatre takes over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was a good...
good match. I yeah, really, really wasn't enjoyed it? it. A quick run through the Hall of Fame very, yeah, very quickly. Yeah, Hall of Fame. Lovely old job. Um, uh, well, this was one of the first Hall of Fames they didn't actually televise in any way live. And people right. were a bit upset about that at the time. Mm. Um, some little interesting things they put in the Four Horsemen, uh, mm. who are J.J. Dillon, the manager, Tully Blanchard, Barry Windham, Arn Anderson, and Ric Flair. Uh, that gives Ric Flair a second Hall of Fame ring. Yep. What they have at this point is Ric Flair is not working for WWE. In mm. fact, Ric Flair is working for TNA. So WWE had to... Um, they wanted basically to induct Flair, so they had to deal with TNA. How they did this was they began advertising that Ric Flair would be there at the Hall of Fame, even though he was under TNA contract. <laughs> right. Now, <laughs> that was not It's a bold gambit, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. Um, not long after his induction, Ric Flair tried to uh, break his contract with TNA to go back to WWE. And that formed the basis of an actual contract tampering lawsuit mm. uh, that TNA had against the, the WWE. So in an attempt to sort of calm the waters and get Flair onto the Hall of Fame telecast, mm. um, WWE allowed TNA to take back Christian for... <laughs> <laughs> for oh, cool. a pay-per-view, the Slammiversary pay-per-view it's in the, June. It's the Andy Cole, Keith Gillespie deal. Yeah, and at the time Christian went back, he was the Intercontinental Champion in WWE. Oh, lovely. And he did a uh, countdown of the sort of best TNA moments. They didn't let him wrestle, right? Okay. but they, they leased him they out. Leased. And, it's, and it's quite interesting because they were proper you know, rivals and TNA at the time was pretty much the, the, the only viable mm. uh, wrestling company in the US who could have said that they were possible, you know, a, a competition. Yeah. So it was an interesting time when they when they did that. But they wanted Flair that badly. They were willing to, to do some swapsies. Yeah. Um, Edge is put into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, he got the, the... On the actual night at WrestleMania where they all come out, he gets the end position, which uh, when you've got the four horsemen there, and, I, and to some degree Mike Tyson, it seems sort of surprising he yeah. would be the, the last person. Um he gets very emotional on the live thing and he really wells up. And part of that is because he's basically been retired a single year. Um, at the time, it was a bit controversial how quickly he'd gone in. Um, I think people were sort of like, well, even if he never wrestles again, did he have to go in this year? Mm. This was the first year of the Hall of Fame that took place after the death of Randy Savage. So Savage had died in 2011 in May. Right. And this was in April 2012. So I think there was a sense of you know, wouldn't this have been the right time to do the Macho Man? Yeah. Don't know if the family were approached at that time, but they certainly turned it down a couple of times um, to put Randy into the Hall of Fame. There what, was some... um, Macho Man's family? Yeah, so oh, they, right, they approached okay. Lanny Poffo, and certainly there were, there were deals over the years that, you know, he'd said uh, Randy didn't want to go into the Hall of Fame on his own. He'd have wanted his father, Angelo Poffo, to go in the Hall of Fame, and also his, his brother, me. Leaping Lanny Poffo. <laughs> I think the definitely, WWE... Definitely that last one. The WWE very much like... I know it's just a joke Hall of Fame, but there is no way the genius is going into the Hall of Fame. So I think they were... They I were, know a young man from... <laughs> I am never in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you will not hear my name again. Um, <laughs> but also the Ultimate Warrior and Bruno Sammartino, who right. were two of the biggest WWE champions of their of their times yep. uh, they also weren't in the hall of fame so i think there was a certain sense of oh they brushed edge in <clears throat> and yeah. yet there's some big gaps right it, look time has erased all of those concerns all of those men have ended up in the hall of fame mm. and um 
you know, Edge is put, put suddenly it. back. Yeah. Who'd have thought, you know? <laughs> yeah, I it's, guess so, uh, yeah. It's sort of amazing. Uh, Mil Mascaras, the, uh, the uh, great uh, Lucha Libre star, um, probably the first legitimate Lucha Libre star to ever perform in Madison Square Garden. And he was a worldwide star, Mil Mascaras. Um, also famous for never wanting to lose. <laughs> <laughs> to, to the detriment of many a booker's programmes. Um, Ron Simmons goes in. Lovely Ron. Um, Yokozuna, who is uh, inducted after his death. Mm. And Mike Tyson. Mm. Mike Tyson is, is a, a difficult one. He is a very, very important figure in the whole Attitude Era. Yeah. And the getting over of Austin. You know, he was he was a, a big, big needle mover when they had him on Raw. Mm. Um, they also aligned him with that sense of being the baddest man on the planet, and yet Stone Cold Steve Austin was sort of, you know, right there with him the whole time. Mm. They, they, you know, he was an important part of it. He In his Hall of Fame speech that they, they show a clip of here, he, he says, he, yeah. I want to be a wrestler, but I got arrested. And they all really laugh at that. And yeah, John, John Cena finding the jokes of a... Tier two sex offender. I, I worry that it's been edited to make it look like Cena is laughing at that joke. Yeah. They've taken other bits where people are being really funny yeah. and they've spliced it all together. But the problem is the editor has made it look like certain people are laughing at I a man who's who talking about raping a woman. Why was he arrested? That's right. Yeah. 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 He, he was convicted of rape in 1991 mm. when he was a huge, huge star. And seeing that joke being applauded you know yeah it's it's too easy to go oh that's nice he's got a sense of humor but then you don't go and what was the arrest for <laughs> you go oh, i don't know was it sort of like dui or something or do yeah, you know he had, he had problems with the press didn't he was it uh was it uh wesley snipes tax something like that? yeah, yeah no, well, one no, of those no, one of those yeah, yeah. no 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 it was, it was much worse than that um the number of number of uh things throughout his career as well that uh you know ex-wives will talk about the treatment they receive yeah. at his hands which he does not deny nope. um uh, it's it's a sh- it's a hard one, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's wrestling. Everyone, there's a lot of people. If you start, you know, going, you can't go into Hall of Fame because of the sort of human being you are. Yeah. We've got an empty Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's just got John Cena in, you know. Well, you know and poor Alex Riley on the outside going, actually, he shouldn't be in there. A lot, lot of Beats headphones got sold off the back of uh, people like Dr. Dre. So yeah, who, uh, true that. Push women downstairs. True. Ah, uh, good. Um, a quick little clip with uh, Heath Slater, who goes up and meets Flo Rida. Um, Flo Rida's about three inches taller than, than Heath Slater, the actual wrestler. so tall. Um, later, he takes his top off. He's absolutely stacked and built. He has no, <laughs> no embarrassment about being at WrestleMania and, and not going, I have an equally good body. Um, well done. Uh, he then beats up Heath Slater yeah. and his security run out and drag him away. Um, wrestlers do not have security, even at their own event. Right. They are left alone <laughs> left to be alone, beaten yeah. up by special guests. Um, and out come Tyler Rex and Kurt Hawkins. And <clears> the <throat> line they get given is they have to sit there and remember, this is a WWE programme. <laughs> I don't know why they feel the need to get Flo Rider over. But once Flo Rider has beaten to death one of the people who they will not fire until earlier this year, <laughs> two people come along and their lines are, he just laid you out. Oh, he really laid you out. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Why don't you have one of them say? Do you know the other thing is this company? The catering is shit. <laughs> they have a really shit caterer. Ah, oh, classy. Well oh, done, everyone. Man. I love it. So that is. Uh, look, I reckon this is part two of four <laughs> yes. of WrestleMania 28. Mm. It's a good WrestleMania. There are a lot of fun bits. Actually, some of the little bits that are in between, like those Flow Rider bits, mm. I actually really like. I think I think they're <laughs> they fun and fun. they're stupid. I do like the sort of. I, it doesn't make any sense in a grand booking thing but look Pete I, 
don't have to care about that. No, I don't care I'm not part of the WWE's makeup. So I'm not put... part of their, their industry. And do you know what? Seeing the way they're acting during the pandemic, don't think I ever want to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I want to work for? New Japan or Ring of Honor. Both of those people have said to the wrestlers, we're not putting on any shows, but you can stay at home and we will pay you proper money. Good boys and because girls. we respect you. Yes. I'm sure by the time this comes out, that will have changed and uh, I'm sure one of them will be doing something I very much disagree with heartily and you are more than welcome to get on to, to Twitter and just say, oh, I think that's a bit of a shame. Yeah. I think that's a bit of a shame you saying they were recorded. noble. But, uh, they you, literally if... skinned a panda. <laughs> but if you do want to get a touch, show about it, uh, if you do want to get a touch uh, with us um, about this, the New Japan uh, skinning a panda uh, <laughs> and filming it and, and recording it for, for posterity. Um, do get into via the Patreon. Do. Um, we don't want to hear about it on Twitter, any of the free ways I'm, of getting in Do you know touch. what I'm going to start doing? If people have queries and stuff on Twitter, yeah. I'm not going to reply anymore. No. I just, I just you know, <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got what I call my money daddies to talk to. Money daddies. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash WrestleMe. More of this shit every week. A newsletter. <laughs> Ad free WrestleMe's. You've got the information. You just need to visit that bit. Uh, we're going to be talking about P. Diddy in a bit, probably. See you, <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Bye. WrestleMe. was a Stakhanov production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.